different now like it's like uh i don't know i feel like it's we lost some of our soul it almost feels like a ghost town at times Hmm. like as far as culturally really like uh like as far as like the it's still building a culture but like the things that were huntsville sometimes I don't know. Like, I know that they're building a, a amphitheater in North Huntsville mm-hmm. over by Johnson. And the housing pri- prices and everything have gone up so high. Yeah. Ooh-wee. I'm just wondering if it, like we can have normal shit in Huntsville. Now, if that makes sense. What do you mean when you say normal, though? <laughs> what old Huntsville was, like being an affordable city. Yeah. Not being priced out by everything. No, the bigger it gets, it's going to be on some Nashville vibes. Yeah. And I've also been thinking, like, that's why I got to get back focused with this shit. So when it is on some Nashville vibes, I can be in a a position to take advantage of this. Mm -hmm. Even though I feel like we're the only consistent Huntsville podcast. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it's weird to think about it like that. Not really. I guess on I've I've kept my head down so long, like grinding. I don't look look at it from an overall aspect of it. Yeah. But like our name means something. Yeah, because we have stuck with it. <laughs> right. It's just weird to think about. We just started. We didn't start anything up and then just leave it hanging. We still here. Ten toes down. (laughs) Still here. Like on Antoine Fisher. (laughs) I'm still here. Yeah. Um, Shout out to us. Yeah. (laughs) We're dope as fuck. And we got new lights. I know. We out here. Unlocked another level of dopeness. I know. A new cheat code has been unlocked. One day y'all gonna be able to see us. I know y'all gonna be like, yeah, there's some pretty ass niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Them niggas fly as fuck. Um, but yeah, it's it's like I was talking to Sarah and I was like, it's got to be surreal. Like we're used to certain things changing. Cause we're just here every day, but it's gotta mm-hmm. be surreal for like our friends that moved off. Mm-hmm. When they come back, like we go, "What the fuck is going on?" Mm-hmm. For sure, especially if you like had an attachment to some of these places and the people that used to be here, and the people or the places aren't here anymore. Yeah, it's gotta feel like it's a part of your uh, childhood identity. Gone. Yeah, uh, altering. That's kind of how I feel like it's like a ghost town. To some people. Mm. Yeah, I mean, these last couple years has been 
for sure transforming quicker than it has before. Like used to, you know what I'm saying? We get one new development at a time. Right. And now it's like everything is changing. The whole city is developing. Yeah. North side, south side. We have a mid city now. Right. <laughs> Huntsville's gonna have a midtown. What? What? <laughs> Uptown, Who? downtown, midtown, huh? What? What? Um It's just like us like I think Bo on Twitter was like, uh what's the do- what is there to do in like Huntsville now? And people are like, it's a lot to do. He's like, Really? It's like, no, we can legitimately say that now. Yeah. <laughs> like, we ain't just hyping ourselves up now. We can literally go chill places and go do shit. Have right. entertainment. Bro, I went and I had Vietnamese food the other day. At where? Stovehouse? Uh-uh. At, uh, what's the place over by Mid-City? It's been there forever. Mm. It was like, I went like around lunch. I was like, man, I'll just be able to go in. That bitch was packed. Everybody was in there and he had to wait to be seated. I was waiting for like 15 minutes. I was like, damn, it's like this. Oh, wow. That food was busting, though. Gotta be if it was packed like that. Uh, Viet Hong. Mm. I got the, uh, I didn't get the pho, but I got uh, egg noodles with uh, seafood. It had the calamari. Ooh, okay. And the shrimp. Uh, imitation crab meat but crab meat is uh crab is going up yeah straight up crab prices is, are crazy everybody want it right and niggas got a stronghold <laughs> like somebody was like i want my people to be let go of <laughs> crab legs nope <laughs> and shrimp i just got some last night <laughs> bruh when I was a kid, I never would have thought about, like, one day, you'll eat seafood twice a week. Yeah. Nah, bro. I, I go and get crab legs at least once a week. <laughs> like, I'm not even lying to you. And I get it from different places, too. Ooh. I've been going to the Juicy Seafood lately because they have not been missing. Sometimes I go to Pier 88 and it should be overcooked. But Juicy Seafood, I feel like it's always done right. I um Knock on wood, because... I'm trying, like, I burned myself out on crawfish. I never thought I would say that. Mm, now, that's something that I haven't had in a while. I've been getting crawfish, like, every other week. From where? <laughs> Either Andy's or from, what's that place up here? Oh. Uh, no, I get crab oh, legs from there. I get crab legs from there sometimes. That's black owned. Jasmine was telling me about them and how she had it, and it was really good. Yeah, it's really good. I haven't had anything bad. But I'll get some from Andy's or I'll get uh Tim's Cajun Kitchen probably got best crawfish in Huntsville. Where is that at? Jordan. I feel like you can't get good non chain food anywhere off anywhere outside of Jordan Lane. Hmm. Jordan Lane, you just ride up. Yeah. It's something for everybody. Almost all the ethnic food in Huntsville is on it. And toy boxes still over there. Yeah. Thriving. I haven't toy, been there in a while. Toy box don't miss. I haven't, that been shit in, is good. I haven't been in years, actually. See, this is the type of shit I was talking about. The BLK app. It's a vibe right now on BLK. <laughs> Sunday evenings are a big mood on BLK. It ain't no way niggas are running this shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. 
please miss me with the notification. I don't like notifications yeah, I know. Anymore. I need to change it off. <laughs> I mean, I'm about to delete the app, but I'm hoping that I meet some fine sister. Black women I mean, are just fine as shit, bro. If you're hoping, why delete the app? You already own it. Like, black women are fine as fuck, bro. I've just... I agree. Like, you know, like, when you got tunnel vision for a while, you ain't paying attention to just how many pretty-ass fucking women are out here. And you're like, I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> there is no shortage of beautiful Plenty women in the world. of options out here. Like, I saw a girl today at the gas station. Not going to try to pick up anybody at the gas station, because that's creep one-on-one. It is. But I was like, damn, she is my type. Mm. And then I, instantly, I was like, I'll be okay, bro. Like, she was exactly my type. And I was like, if I could just run to a chick like this at the gas station, they got to be everywhere. It's just like, we'll talk about it later, but when I was watching uh, uh, Summer of Soul, and they were showing Gladys, and I'm like, God damn, Gladys Knight is my fucking type. (laughs) Young Gladys Knight was fine as shit. How did you feel about Summer of Soul? I loved it. Yeah, um, it was cool, like, uh, because the way like Questlove, like Questlove, for that to be his first directorial debut, he knocked it out the park. Out the park, man! Like he gave the information. That was needed, and then the like the stories that was behind the scenes and everything. I'm like, man, he really he did this shit. He like, I cannot describe it. It's just another one of those like evocative. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's it's another one of those um, just evocative moments. Like how I was saying that last episode of Insecure, like where you just really felt like you were there, like you were in it. Yeah. Like that's how I kind of felt when I was watching Summer of Soul. Like, or maybe I just really wanted to be there, but it just felt like, I don't know. It was, it felt real. It was just the level of happy blackness in it. Yeah. I think it's really what was like drawing me in. Because it wasn't all about like, of course, yeah, they talked about, you know, things that they had to, you know, deal with as far as race goes. But still, it was just black people having a good time and enjoying music. Right. And and doing what the fuck we do. And being able. When we can be free. And being able to do it without the uh, being able to exist in our own spaces. Mm -hmm. And that's back when Harlem was actually black. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that shit is lit. the The thing that caught me was that 1969 is like a very. Uh, I'm trying to think. What's the word? Is right before the culture changed, and they kind of talk about it. Like King and RFK are killed in '68. Before that, he had JFK. And uh, Malcolm X killed Megar Evers. All these people. So the 60s was a trying time. Mm-hmm. And then like 68, 69. It's right before. It's like you get the pre-70s. Yeah. 
So in it, it's like for it to open up with a young Stevie before the classic period. Like this is still Motown uh prodigy Stevie. Yeah. And then you get uh Sly who's reaching his peak and is about to influence a whole generation of kids. Uh you got Gladys Knight who and Gladys Knight and the Pips before they reach their fruit their true stride. Mm-hmm. Um you got uh David Ruffin right after he left the Temptations when he is that nigga. That nigga. <laughs> like when they introduced when they introduced him, them motherfuckers went wild. <laughs> and it's did. like, man, that's David Ruffin. Yeah. And he was embracing it fully. Like they were lying out there acting they were like he's tall, dark, and handsome. Be like <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> but is he? Hell no, he's not tall, dark, and handsome. That nigga is tall and dark. Handsome? Hey. Nigga, you can't be handsome with fuck the <laughs> Getting real elitist on this podcast. <laughs> I got a whole comment about niggas and their teeth. I'm going to save it for later, though. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> um, so that, and then the idea that um, the Apollo 11 mission was happening at the exact same time as this festival. And they're talking to people like, that's what Red Fox was talking about. Mm-hmm. He was like, white people trying to go to the moon. I'm trying to stay in Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> Which is low-key foreshadowing. Because the idea that Harlem would eventually become gentrified. Ooh, yeah. Like, so it's almost like, wow. And then... I mean, but honestly, like, he might have known something. He might have been able to see... Right, might have been on the wall. That transition that was coming. And then, like, they were asking other people, like, are you excited about a man landing on the moon? And people were like, no, I'm trying to get health care. I'm trying to... (laughs) We trying to survive down here, mm-hmm. and it also made me think of what's going on now with like Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos trying to do this billionaire space race, where they're trying to make uh, space tourism the next thing. It's like niggas are fucking starving down here. People are homeless, and y'all motherfuckers trying to make it to where rich people can be able to freely go to space. Swear to God, we got money for everything else. But taking care of black and brown people. To quote the great Tupac Shakur, we got money for wars but can't feed the poor. Boom. The other thing I was thinking of, and look, some people might get offended by this next word, but look, this is the title of the fucking poem, and I'm just going to say it. I was thinking about the Gil Scott Heron poem, uh, Whitey on the Moon. Hmm, I don't know if I've heard that one. Ooh. One second. <laughs> Put me on to them whitey on the moon. On the moon. <laughs> Since they got money to do all this extra shit. Right. But, so yeah, seeing that was uh, really dope. Also, I didn't know, I can't remember the band's name, but they're the ones that did... Uh, uh, Age of Aquarius and Let the Sunshine In. I had no idea they were black. Yeah. Let the sunshine. Let 
the sunshine. I love when bands play that. Yeah, I love A and M's band. Always used to play it every Saturday. Hell yeah, that shit. Ooh, I can't wait to go to an A and M game. <laughs> Marching band tunes. I miss my HBCU stand tunes. That's what we used to call them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had no idea they were black. Uh, I'm trying to think. Sly came out there and broke that shit all the way down. Mm-hmm. They showed what the fuck did. I like that they showed the diversity of black blackness also. And it didn't feel forced. Mm-hmm. A lot of times now people are trying to make it seem forced. But I mean, seeing the way Sly was performing, that's, that's Afropunk. Yeah. And then they also had... Uh, Damn, yeah, it really is. They had the Afro Latino uh, band perform. Like, yeah. That BB King out there breaking it down. As always. BB King was that nigga. He bro. was. Still is. <laughs> right. Still is. RIP, but still is. And then also RIP to the legend, Miss Nina Simone. Yes, man. Nina, I don't care what nobody say. Nina was that bitch. Nina, she didn't give no fuck. No. She was going to sing what she wanted to sing and say what she wanted to say. And people were so drawn to that. Like, yeah. this is why I love a confident woman. Yeah. Like, people are just, I don't even, I can't even ex- describe like her. She was just like effortlessly perfect. Like, I don't know. I can't. I can't. It was also like what people would describe as a non-traditional beauty, which is always anti-black. It, right. But it just means that you're attracted to things that you, society doesn't deem exactly popularly beautiful. But, but that doesn't was, mean that it's not beautiful. Her aura and her, like her, she was just gorgeous. Yeah. And it's like to see it, any film I've seen of her performances it just cuts through in a way that a lot of old performances don't. And then she had them fucking chant. Just <laughs> African princess ass braids. Like, I don't know. It was just the amount of blackness and just happy blackness and strong blackness. And just, it was just so much just black pride and black joy yeah. just throughout. It just, I don't know. That kind of shit just warms me. <laughs> exactly. Like, and then plus, like, it's just like the time I asked my mom what was like living in the seventies. She and she was like, it was just a beautiful time to be black. Like, you see it, yeah. And this before, like, the seventies, they froze out, right? They wearing dashikis. You got all these gorgeous women out here, and like, it's just lit. And then that's when I go back to my crush. Uh, Gladys Knight because mm-hmm. damn she was fine as fuck was e- and is e- is like niggas be like niggas be afraid to be like yo that's a fine ass old older woman she's still fine she's still fine like uh, but yeah when she was breaking it down and dancing I was like and she did the little like the gif I put on Twitter I was mm-hmm. like that's what I do that's the love of my life <laughs> I love looking back and seeing like just the old fashions and the old styles. Yeah. And how like a lot of them are still around. Like 
she had her like half up hair with the half mm-hmm. down. I'm like, we're doing that again. Like that's the thing again. The stockings with the plat the platform yeah. like shoes. I was like, yeah, that fit could get off now. Still, the it's- prints like the mod prints are coming back for yeah. sure. And I always like mod fashion. Same. And I really like when black people are in mod fashion. Same. That's why I never understood why like so many. People be like, oh, the girls nowadays are wearing shit that blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, first of all, did, did you see yourself in the 60s and 70s? Like, right. Mod, the mod fashion for women, all them dresses were short. Yep. Them, them heels were high. The only difference is back then, women, a lot of the women that were in mod fashion would wear stockings. That's literally the only difference. Yeah. But. And. Also, back then, like, body types were different. I feel like, obviously, as we've progressed and evolved, we have different body shapes. But a lot of women were thinner. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, it just didn't seem as, I guess, risque. But still, it's the same shit. I'm like, y'all used to wear halter tops with no bras. Like, no bras was the thing in the 70s. Have you seen a picture of Shaka Khan in the 70s? Titties Short skirt, sit. mini skirt, <laughs> not even just mini skirt, micro skirt, skirts, like baby doll dresses. That's a sweet way to say like short ass dress. Right. Like, <laughs> Go-go boots. Same shit. Same shit, bro. But people be trying to just shit on younger people. Yeah, That's do. the other part of it. Yeah. Older people be hating on young people, I realize. And I can't wait till I get to that level. <laughs> I don't want to ever hate on anybody I don't, younger I don't, than me. Just but, not just for the sake of them being younger nah, than me. I yeah. I want to be the elder that I wished a lot of people were. Yeah. I just be like, yo, I was young once. I did certain things. Yeah, somebody you can just kick it to. They can relate to you a little bit without being so like chastising and yeah, judgmental. It's. I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what else about um, Summer of Soul. I want to recreate that shit. I just <laughs> you can't recreate it. Seeing Stevie Wonder on the drums always blows my mind. I'd be forgetting that he actually is a musical genius like that and plays more instruments than just the piano. Yeah. And harmonica. That nigga. Played every instrument, but I think could, the horns on Superstition. Mm, didn't know that. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, he's talented all the way around. He's the goat. <laughs> going to be something serious when he leaves us. Hey, look, I'm going to call out of work that day. Right. I'm just going to sit and listen to Talking Book on Ugh, repeat. I love, man, love me some Stevie. Um... Trying to think if there's anybody else that stood out. Oh, it oh, I can't believe I forgot this. Mavis Staples and Mahalia Jackson. Oh, yeah, sing, singing Precious Lord. Yes, bro. Mahalia Jackson was up in that bitch. Mavis Staples was singing her ass off, <laughs> also. Yeah, th- those are some growling, howling ass black women, bro. And Mavis Staples, I believe, was like. In her 20s then. And Mahalia was already Mahalia. Strong ass voices. And then like when she came in up second. When Mahalia was on. I was like oh. 
What is it that's just like soothing for black female voices like that? That's just like strong and powerful and just like. I don't know. But it's something. Like I think it's like exemplary of black pain. Like it's a release of yeah. black pain to me. Like I, I joked on Twitter, I was like, I almost start speaking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Yeah, like it's it is almost really a spiritual moment. Yeah. Like for real. Like real shit. Like uh Mahalia hit one like it's when Mavis passed it back to Mahalia and Mahalia hit this one note and I was like Jesus. <laughs> Stank face. <laughs> right. Just space all the way screwed like, up. It, a chill went up my spine. <laughs> and I was like, good Lord, I got to go to church again. <laughs> and I was already going through my shit with everything else. I was yeah. like, God, I just need to go back to church. Like just have a conversation with God. You were like, I hear you, God. I hear you. Right. Okay. Like my soul crieth out. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. that shit was fucking amazing. Dope ass film. Um. Also, um, I'm familiar with the Staples singers, of course, maybe Staples and her siblings and her dad. But I never knew Papa Staples was doing blues riffs. And then, like, they talked about it. It's like, damn, he was. Because mm. you just think of it as being soul and gospel. But he was definitely playing a guitar like an old blues singer. <laughs> like an old blues man. Interesting fact. Uh, the Staples are... They... Some of their ancestors were on the same plantation as some of my ancestors. Oh, wow. I'm not related to them, but... They were all on Davis Bend Plantation. Mm. The plantation that was owned by Jefferson Davis's older brother. How did you find that out? When I was doing Ancestry, one of my cousins actually put me on game on that story about that specific ancestor. How he ran away, joined the Union Army, went back to Davis Bend after the war, and married my fourth great-grandma. Oh, wow. had kids. Yeah, but apparently Papa Staples, I believe grandfather, lived on that plantation also. <laughs> but yeah. That's some history. Yeah. For sure. Um, But yeah, that movie is dope. If you haven't seen it, we just ruined it for you. But like, it's always good to see live performances like mm-hmm. that. And the fact that they couldn't sell that film... It's like what? That's that's low key what I miss when black people could do shit that just fly under the radar that only niggas knew about. Yeah, that yeah. You don't have the underground shit, right? The other thing was touching was that like the uh, dude that was a little kid when he saw it, he was like, "I knew I wasn't crazy." Mm -hmm. He was like, "I remembered it, but it's just touching to see it literally happen." I'm like, yeah, I can respect that. But um, another film that came out this week uh, was the sequel to Space Jam, starring Mr. LeBron James mm. 
and Mr. Bugs Bunny. How do we feel about that? I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> um, it wasn't bad. I didn't hate it. I really don't have too many criticisms. Um, yeah, I really don't have too many criticisms. It was cute. Like, yeah. I feel like it's definitely a good family film the same way the first one was. They obviously chose another great legend to be in it. Um, I just wonder, are they going to try to keep carrying this on with each basketball legend of each generation? Or I kind of hope they do, to be honest. That would be cool. Yeah, like when we're 50, is it going to be like a Space Jam 5? Right. The newest, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> <laughs> That would be lit. Yeah. Um. I, LeBron's acting was. <laughs> it was not good. Hey, yeah. He, he, he got to warm up to being on camera in that way for yeah, sure. Like a main character. He can't. Uh, no. Small worlds like on train wreck. He knocked that shit out the park. Yeah. It's just, he was trying to not be himself. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. But but it was crazy because he was playing himself. And it was like, even in the, you know, the, the roles where he was having to, or not the roles, but the situations where he was having to be more of a father than anything else, it was just very... It wasn't LeBron. Touch and go for him. Like, it wasn't... I'm he, just like, why can't you tap into your own... <laughs> they should have made the story a little bit more LeBron-ish. I just don't believe LeBron would have his kids out there being like, no, you only do fundamentals out here. Yeah. The, like, I've seen this nigga play in person, and it, no lie, at halftime breaks when it's, the cameras aren't on, that nigga was running around the court playing with people on the other uh, team, mm-hmm. like joking with them and like hitting them and shit. That nigga ain't gonna be the nigga at home, be like, yeah, in, these, in this square, it's all work. They were trying to make him seem like that hard, like perfectionist His father, Joe Jackson type father. LeBron has always struck me as the fun dad. Yeah, I can see that. Now his sure. wife strikes me as one a bad she, bitch. Yeah, she seemed like the stern one out of the parents. And yeah, like I always figured that she was, she was the CEO. They casted her perfectly, though. Yeah. Um. Like, this is my thing. All right, for one, it was a fun movie. That's all. It, that's all it was supposed to be. Niggas act like it's supposed to be the Godfather. Yeah. Like, bro, <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be a cinematic fucking. The uh, second uh, the uh, headliner of this movie is a fictitious bunny. <laughs> like what the fuck did you think was supposed to happen in this movie to where you were gonna be blown away? You <laughs> were like, oh, I saw Spaceship. It wasn't amazing. Did you see the original Spaceship? <laughs> Michael Jordan can't fucking act. Oh no, he cannot. Ooh, no, he cannot. The other different, like I did watch Spaceship one after I watched Spaceship two. The difference is, for one, there was more crossovers. It was more crossovers. Into um, Michael Jordan didn't do as much. Michael Jordan didn't try to do as much emotional depth as LeBron did. It backfired, but that's the other thing. Yeah. Also, Michael Jordan is a psychopath. Okay. 
<laughs> did not think that was coming out of your mouth next. I'm gonna cut this part out. But look, I've I've practiced that part in my head and be like, Michael Jordan is a psychopath. Oh my goodness. Because Where are we going with this? Michael Jordan is one of the most terrible human beings of all time. Damn, is he? <laughs> in his personal life, yes. Is he that bad? Yes. Mm-hmm. But like all good psychopaths, he knows how to hide his faults from uh, the general public. Mm. So, of course, he would be good at not portraying himself as a bad person. He just had to play the image that people built for him in the movie. Mm-hmm. Say a couple one-liners and make a couple weird faces. He might could do that shit. But I love Space Jam. I'm not going to act like I didn't. But we got to get away from like nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah, we got we we can't. Everything is not supposed to be compared and contrasted. Everything ain't gonna be Citizen Kane. It's it's new for a reason. Like just let it be new, right? Let the kids enjoy the shit. Let the new kids enjoy the shit, and then like you have your shit. Let them have their shit. If you're thirty and you're on Twitter arguing about <laughs> a fictitious buddy. Playing in a basketball game. What? What's going on in your life? <laughs> you got bills to pay and shit, nigga. Mm. You up here arguing about? I saw one post where somebody was like, "What I, my version of Space Jam to what y'all version of Space Jam is?" And somebody was like, "Are you talking to ten year olds?" Also, I've noticed with Space Jam, LeBron is such a divisive character to a lot of people. Mm. I guess those people on the right who just hate LeBron because, you know, he's a black man that you can't tell what to do mm-hmm. because, you know, he's like a billionaire mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's going to live his life regardless. It's those people that hate him. It's the basketball fans that just hate him. And then it's the, I don't know, it's it's just a lot. <laughs> and I thought it was funny how they were roasting his ass the entire movie whenever they could like everybody kept showing like the the uh beginning where like algae rhythm was like he's a a good father a good role model and people were like lebron is a sociopath for having this in <laughs> and then the rest of the movie they're just roasting him like when bugs is like uh ran out of teams to get, <laughs> to get on or when they were like, I mean, he has a pattern of leaving. Cleveland, Miami, Cleveland again. Watch out, Lakers. (laughs) (laughs) It's like all the shit people say about LeBron was in it. Yeah. But that's like a callback to like in Space Jam. It was the knocks against Jordan. Mm -hmm. Also, um, upon watching Space Jam 1 again, it's very... uh, telling that Michael Jordan was willing to risk his own freedom. <laughs> he bet his own freedom in a game. If that ain't the most Michael Jordan shit, <laughs> yeah, I'll be a slave if I lose. You know why? Because I ain't going to fucking lose. lose. <laughs> shit, when you know, you know. Right. <laughs> when you that nigga. You that nigga. You can make bets like that. I can't imagine being LeBron or Michael Jordan. That level of I don't want to be that famous. Yeah, no. I don't want to be famous at all. No. Just give me the money. Yeah. That's I want to be rich, nigga. That's all I want. <laughs> give me the fucking money. Right. I want to be that nigga. Like, I don't know how he got all this money, but he got it. <laughs> exactly. 
Give me the ducats and fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> So you were talking about, we don't want to say the establishment's name, probably, but... I don't really care. (laughs) I know you don't care. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) we maybe shouldn't say the establishment's name. Okay, maybe. So the establishment... Has numbers in it. Yep. Um... The establishment that I went to last night is an after-hours establishment here. And I have been twice for regular hours. One on my lunch break at work and once for a like women's kind of brunch thing. And it was fine. Everything was cool. Easy breezy, food was great, atmosphere was great, perfect. After hours, whole different monster. Really? So, um, I went for the first time last weekend. So, it was one of my homeboy's birthdays. And we were at 3,000. And then the DJ was like, you know, go here for the after party, blah, 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 blah. So we went, when I tell you, it was packed, packed out. Like there had to be at least 300 people there where there shouldn't have been any more than like 75 to 80. Like it was uncomfortably packed. (laughs) You could not move through the building without touching somebody. Like, somebody was on your back the whole time. It's hot. It's just craziness. So, that's one thing, is they are maximally capacitating this shit, but then over-capacitating. Like, they're not just reaching the max. They are tripling the max. So, (laughs) fire code (laughs) violation right there. Um, but then on top of that, it's highway robbery after hours. Oh yeah. They are, it's a scam. If you ask me, it's a fucking scam. So I ordered two Casamigos and pineapple, which obviously if you say a liquor and a juice, you want a drink, not a shot. I got the drink in a tiny, like mouthwash cup almost. It wasn't even, <laughs> it wasn't, maybe two, three sips and the drink is gone. $33 for that. Fuck no. And then on top of that, it was fucking disgusting. Like, I know that it was not Casamigos that was in that fucking bottle. Because I know Casamigos. I'm a tequila drinker. I know my tequilas. That shit was so nasty. <laughs> I was like, there is no way that what she just showed me was Casamigos. There's no way. Because number one, pineapple juice is pineapple juice no matter what brand. It's some sweet-ass juice that's going to cut the acidity of tequila, which is why a lot of people order it together. Okay, cool. 
This shit was disgusting. I have never had a drink with pineapple juice in it. That's nasty. So I'm drinking this shit. I'm just like, this is hard for me to drink. Like, what? This shit is nasty. So I'm in my head like, why is this shit so nasty? And why is it so expensive? <laughs> right. <laughs> because these niggas are really in here trying to make like 300% profit off of everything that they do. So that was just the first red flag. Other than the place being packed the fuck out. But then two, they want to charge like crazy. I, I want to say I paid like 15 to get in last week. And that's because we got there around like one or two something. Um, And I just feel like that's fucking ridiculous. Like you don't have anything going on at your venue specifically. This is just the entry to get into this small ass club with no luxuries or amenities that $15 would cover. Like this is just your coming in here to breathe this air feed. Fuck that. So last night I was in there um, with the same homeboy. We was just kicking it. Just wanted to get out. Just wanted to do something, you know. So we went to 3000 again for a little bit. We were there for maybe like 30, 45 minutes. And then he was like, oh, you know, let's bar hop. Let's figure out the next move. And I was like, it ain't going to be too much open, you know, anymore. Like, only place we got is this place. <laughs> So he was like, okay, I'm cool. Like, we could do that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it couldn't be too bad. Cause I'm like, okay, it's like 11 something. Like, if we get there now, it should be good. It's not going to be as packed as it was the last time we went. So, yeah, I'm cool with it. So we get there and I'm ordering my food. Their options were six piece wings, 10 piece, so on, so on, so on. So I said, hey, let me get a six piece, yada, yada, yada. He said, oh, we don't do six piece after hours. You got to get a 10 piece. So I said, you mean to tell me that you can't just drop six wings in the grease? Like, y'all can't do that? Right. So I was like, okay. My first option I wanted was okra, the fried okra and the fries. Because I just wanted, I just wanted like a little snack. Like I wasn't trying to eat a meal meal. Um, and so they said that they didn't do okra after hours. So I said, well, fuck. So I said, okay, give me a six piece. Oh, we don't do six piece. I said, well, what can I get then? He's like, you got to do a 10-piece if you want wings. I said, fine, give me the 10-piece. Not only did I have to get a 10-piece, but it was like an extra $3 than the regular like daytime price on it, which I was just like, for what? Like, why are you taxing me for something that I don't even really have a choice on getting? Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I ordered it and it, advertise that you're supposed to get a side and a drink with the wings drink being like you know a sprite kool-aid whatever so i asked for lemonade and dude was like no nah, we don't sell the lemonade or the kool-aid after hours like it's all liquor only liquor you only drinking liquor after hours and i was just like i said so what am i looking at like right here in this machine that's running clearly like is this lemonade or what He's like, yeah, it is, but we don't, we're not selling that. That's not an option. And I'm like, are y'all trying to make money or not? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he wanted to say to me, like, yeah, 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 nothing, ain't nothing free here. And I'm like, well, it says right here on the menu that it comes with a side and a drink. So I just thought that maybe I could get a side and a drink, a non-alcoholic beverage to go with my food and my side. 
He's like, ain't nothing free here. Ain't nothing free here. I said, well, just give me some water then. <laughs> give me some water. So he gave me a bottle of water. I was like, how much this cost? Two dollars? He's like, oh, no, you don't got to pay for that. I was like, ain't nothing free. To- <laughs> 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 said, okay, whatever. So um, get my wings and shit. Apparently, they allow people to actually sit on the bar, on top of the bar. Ugh. So it's this girl sitting directly next to me and my plate of food. Ass out. And I'm just like. (laughs) (laughs) So I go out on the patio. It ain't enough chairs out there. They got like five or six tables. One of them had like a bunch of chairs pulled up and a table full of dudes. It was like six or seven chairs at one table. So there was not enough chairs at this one table. So I'm just like trying to stand up and eat my food. And at this point, I'm over it. I'm like, I'm just going to go. I'm going to leave. They wouldn't let me go out the gate that was on the patio. I was just like, why can't I go out this gate? And he was like, because it's locked. And I'm like, obviously stupid. But why is it locked? What the (laughs) fuck is the point of a gate to the patio if y'all not going to open that bitch to let people out? Like, what? I'm like, so it's one way in, one way out in here. So I got to go back through this packed out, crowded ass club just to get to the front door where people are trying to come in. So now I'm trying to squeeze out where people are squeezing in. I'm like, what is the point of that? It's different if you're not letting people in through the gate on the patio, but letting people out. I don't understand the issue. Unless people are dipping out of their checks. People could dip out the front door on their chicks. Yeah, but that sounds like one of them nigga rules that they made to try to get rid of that shit. I'm just, it's just not for me. Like, I don't like, you shouldn't have to nickel and dime people like that to guarantee your profit. And what time was this? It was like after 11? It was like 1230. Yeah, like that's a real after hour spot. Nigga, you can go anywhere in Huntsville to about two. they They do stay open till... They do stay up until super late. Like, I know they, the last time I went, we were there till like three. So, report them. (laughs) They probably stay up until like four or five, real shit. Um, And I honestly don't know how they still, apparently, somebody got murdered in that bitch. I did not even know that. And they are still open. I don't know how. Especially with them being right there in the hood. Like, I don't. Yeah. That's not my vibe. Yeah, I'm not going back after hours. Like, it's perfect for lunch. The food is always good. It's always fresh. But after hours where they want to try to get everything they can out of everybody, like... That's the only shit I got against some of the black clubs in here. Or black clubs in general. Because even when I was in Gremlin, they would, like, on homecoming, they would be charging $50 in the door. And it's because of the limited space, but also it's like, God damn it, just don't let nobody in at this point. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> $50, like, Jesus. Right. Yeah. That's for a little country-ass fucking place. Like, here I am paying $15 for this plate that I didn't even want. <laughs> but it's I don't go- understand. I don't understand that. You telling me that you can't drop half the amount of the wings that you want to drop. What? Why does that? How does that make sense? That's why I hope the homies that's opening up the bar gonna do their shit right. Right, because I would love to give all my money 
to one black owned place that does they shit the way they right. need to do it. It don't make no fucking sense. I'm just I'm just very off put because I'm just like when I first went, I was like, this is actually a really nice establishment. Like they really have it set up in there. It ain't no holes in the wall. It ain't no shit falling apart. Like it's nice in there. Like I talk about much money to not fix up some of the shit that's in there falling apart. Like I just cannot stand going to a club or lounge or bar that just continues to allow their amenities and shit to just be, you know what I'm saying? Deteriorating. Like do y'all care? Right. Are you Um, investing in your business? Yeah. Like your shit, you should want your shit to look nice, but that's neither here nor there. But I was just like, this is actually a really nice establishment. Like, I don't mind that it's right here in the hood. Like, that's how nice it is. Like, I don't even care that the hood right here in the back door. Like, <laughs> this is a dope spot. They got a cute little patio. But I just don't like $33 for two Casamigos and pineapple. That ain't even Casamigos. Casa and it wasn't even Casamigos. Right. Casamigos. <laughs> wasn't even fucking Casamigos I'm just like what in the fuck is going on and like it's not too many people that you're gonna be able to fool like that they only do that shit to black people bro and it's our own people somebody gonna end up saying some shit and it's not gonna be it ain't gonna go well that's why I can't wait for a black owned place to come here one of the homies that listened to the podcast and talked about bringing something here and I hope he do Cause I would be in that bitch. I got a couple homies talking about bringing things to Huntsville, like actually secured venues and everything. So give we'll me, see. give me a nice black owned spot that I can go through with a shorty and not have to have the peace on me. Mm. And we're gonna be good. I'm trying to live my best bougie ass black life. Um. Okay. So are we gonna call this episode? Uh, I was thinking Ghost Town or either Casa Negros is pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> that one is some clickbait right there. We, let's do that. Casa Negros. We're going to get the most episode listens ever. Casa Negros. Man, I wish we had videoed this because you look like fucking amazing right now. I'm going to be all the way honest. You look lit as fuck, bro. Like, this is a vibe. <laughs> These red lights, my guy. Yeah, that's definitely a vibe. This I'm is a game changer. It. Yeah. I mean, you look good, too. That blue light, I'm telling you. Bro, I'm, like, next time, I'm going to have this one lit, too. I just got to get another power source. And then, yeah, we're going to start videoing clips, at least. Spit uh, Like it's, I don't know. I'm getting old sucks. Yeah. But that's why I be liking these butters. Like, I like the bougie bitch in me. I love like handmade soaps. Oh, yes. Like, uh, what's the name of the company? Urban Eaten. They're soapy bus. Where do you get their soaps from? Uh, online. They're based out of Georgia. Oh, okay. I believe it's black owned. Um, but they make a body butter that mm, is amazing. Mm. Especially like if you have psoriasis. I used to uh, 
the baby soap. I, I just ran out of it. Uh, but it's got cow mine in it. It's amazing. Calms your skin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. I can tell the difference like on my breakout spots when I don't have it. See, I love a good body oil. Like, if I ever run bath water, I always put oil in it. Or when I get out the shower and I do my lotion, I oil my skin on top. Or if there's a fragrance that has an actual, like, concentrated fragrance oil, I want the oil. Like, I'm into oils. I like the butters, but I'm into oils. Because oil, a lot of them, especially, like, skin oils, Nowadays, they tend to be more dry oil, so you still get that moisture without it being so mm-hmm. greasy. Butters, you got to really work that shit yeah. in. <laughs> that, got, that's the sealant, baby. Right. That's going to be greasy all day. Yeah. And in summertime, I can't stand like heavy greasiness. But that's why, like, if you get a good mix of the butters, like, it's good. Yeah. Like, they, they have a good mix of it to where it's not like, uh, it's not too much shade. Because, you know, shea is good for you, but, like, if it's too thick, it's... Some it's heavy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Going around greasy. <laughs> I love... No, I love me some oils, though. Putting, ooh, especially summertime with shorts on. Put some oil on them legs, honey. Ooh-wee. That's my favorite thing about summer. <laughs> Black women oil. Oil on the shoulders, baby. Like, yes, baby, you can have all my money. It's just something about oiled skin. I'm an oil girl. Even in my skincare face routine, I put oil on my face. Like I love oils. I've I've found a dry uh, skin lotion for Nivea that's actually really good with psoriasis too. That uh, extra enriched, enriched yeah. that blue bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been using that for Bruh, years. I could have put you on to that, nigga. <laughs> I be they got the cream in a jar too that'll yeah. probably be good for yeah. you. I uh I use that daily. It's one of them <laughs> things to where now I'm just like, man, like it's a at first you be embarrassed by shit. And then you be like, man, no, you ain't the only nigga that got this shit. Yeah, it ain't your fault. Right? It's my goddamn daddy's fault. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> ain't and, his fault either. And it's my mama's fault too for <laughs> conceiving. For mating with that nigga. <laughs> right. <laughs> So you couldn't have found a nigga with better skin. No, they met when he was twenty one. He probably didn't have that shit going on at all. At all, that shit just happened when he was like thirty. But yeah, no, I've been using that Nivea Essentially Enriched for super dry skin. Even though I don't have super dry skin, I be using that shit. That, I can't go back to any other lotion after that. Like it's either that for me or. Uh, Urban eating body uh, butter. The fact that we used to think that Palmer's it's cocoa tr- butter was trash was elite. That shit is so garbage. Yeah. Like it is poo. But compared to the shit that we had then, no, the worst one. It's not Palmer's. What's the? It's you know it. It's it's a black staple. It's the big bottle. Yeah, the tan, the tan bottle yes. with the brown. Yes. <laughs> That is the it's worst the <laughs> cocoa butter. It should take twenty years to rub in, <laughs> bro. I used to have this shit in the morning, just like going in, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> like I would just give up by a certain point, and then like you get ashy as fuck Ooh, with that shit. That big ass value size bottle, a little bit take you twenty years to rub in. That shit takes forever. I did not like how it smelled. It didn't smell like cocoa butter. 
Like what kind no. of off brand cocoa yeah. y'all using? Cause this ain't it. This ain't. Uh, this ain't. I it. don't like this. That's that was some hood shit that we was using when we was broke. Right. You had to make it stretch. Yeah. Ooh man. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> I would, we got to figure out what brand that is and boycott them niggas. Ooh shit. <laughs> that is the worst. The fact that we both immediately knew. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I could smell it. It when I was. <laughs> 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 it actually smelled more like coconut and yes, something else than it actually that, cocoa butter. Exactly. Yeah. Did they? How? Did they use coconut? They might. They had to. They had to. They had to. Because that's exactly what it did. That smell like. like coconut. Oh my god! Yeah, it didn't smell like cocoa. It smelled like coconut. We didn't lost all our white audience. Let's they don't look know. it up. Let's look, I'm gonna look this shit up. I'm this just gonna look up black cocoa butter and see what. <laughs> this is why we need black Google. <laughs> what was that cheap ass black <sighs> cocoa butter? Black cocoa butter. Let's see what happened. It's some things I just want to know why all black people had. Like that one comforter set with the uh, shit got passed down, bro. Like the purple and the oh, is it purple and green? It was like in the nineties. Almost every black house had that shit. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Found it, Queen Helene. I knew it was Queen Helene. <laughs> that bullshit. It's on Amazon, honey, for twenty two dollars. I bet it's. Uh, a liter bottle. <laughs> we thirty two ounces. Oh, I can smell it. Oh, it's a pack of four. That's why it's twenty two dollars. Oh yeah, that's a lifetime supply. It's just like that dude. They he was like, I don't know why my son bought four things of Murray's. No, they're it's, like that's your inheritance. <laughs> straight up says cream de cacao, but I don't believe it. This got to be some coconut in this shit. Triggered. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how did I know it was Queen Helene since 1930? I'm going to just look up Queen Helene. Let's do some black history. I know. <laughs> Who the fuck was Queen Helene? And why was she so popular in the black community? Now, she do got some buzzing ass uh, face masks. I got hella Queen Helene face masks. We lost all our white audience. I'm going to be pissed <laughs> if I found out that it's a white woman behind this Oh, shit. it's definitely going to be a white person. Because it says para-laboratories. Yeah, that sounds like some white shit. Parent group is Haynes. Did Celestia. Queen Helene go out of business? Is Queen Helene cocoa butter good for your skin? Who makes Queen Helene cocoa butter? <laughs> Queen Helene... Why are there no Wikipedia page on this? For their parent group is one. Hain Celestial Group. Why is there no Queen Helene website? That's how you know it's a, a front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all on these other host websites. Overview founded in 1930. Products. Yeah, that mint julep mask. Ooh. Man. Why are all these rappers' girlfriends thinking that they could be rappers too? 
I'm so tired of rapper girlfriends. I don't give a fuck. They get their bodies done and just think that they need to be on camera. And also, I realize I'm not attracted to the same type of bodies I used to be attracted to. I I can give a fuck about ass. Tits is an automatic thing. (laughs) But once again, who don't like titties? (laughs) I just don't. I don't know. I understand. I just want to marry a a pretty dark skinned girl so we can have hopefully pretty dark skinned kids. <laughs> At least one of them niggas gonna come out high yellow, just based on <laughs> how genetics be playing right. his games. Right. My have gra- you seen that TikTok of a? <laughs> it's like a black puppy, and the mom is like a brown puppy. I want to say they're labs. And they had, you know, do they call dogs litters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had their litter. And like one of them was white, just pure white. And the other one was white with like a big brown spot. And they were, somebody had did like a voiceover. They're just like, I don't know this nigga. This nigga, this ain't my kid. This ain't my kid. It can't be my kid. No, where the fuck this nigga came from? I was like, that shit's hilarious. Genetics be genetic, and I was like, "Wow, they got nine puppies. Two of them are white. One of them is pure white. Both of them are brown as fuck." Genetics is wild, bro. Crazy. But that's also why you can't do that whole Maury thing. We don't even look like you. That baby might look like your grandma. <laughs> like the way that the dog reacted to the puppy coming up to him was even funny too. Like he actually jumped back, like. Who this white nigga? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh oh, somebody said. Uh respectfully, Justin said Kanye played his new album for him last night in Vegas. The production is light years ahead of his time. The bars sound like he's broken, hungry, trying to get signed again. Any artists who plan on dropping soon wants to just push it back. We'll see. Niggas do be hyping shit up. Especially Justin LaBoy. Right. Let's boycott that nigga. I hate that nigga. Please. Like, and there's so many women that follow him. Just like, man, why y'all retweeting these lame? It's just like with the the Drake, uh, when he took that lady out for that date and running out the Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. It was so many niggas sucking his fucking dick online. Be like, yeah, he took, he rented out the uh, Dodger Stadium. Meanwhile, your man can't even get a reservation. Like, man, are you dating a nigga? Mm. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why do you fucking care? Niggas do weird shit online. Niggas be in love with niggas. Bitches too. <laughs> niggas do be in love with niggas. And it's weird. Like niggas be so invested in some niggas yeah, that they and, don't fucking know. And just trying to impress. Like Right. Hoping for a retweet or some shit. For what? My nigga, you are 30. <laughs> Please. <laughs> impress your bank account. Right. Y'all worry about the wrong shit. The game fucked up. It's as simple as that. Bro, I swear to God, all my hoes are back, and I don't know why. Summertime is when the hoes supposed to be having their own hoes, ain't it? Hey, niggas is hey, niggas trying to circle the block. 
You out here, bro. You out here vibing. <laughs> and that's what somebody said, too. They was like, all the niggas that ever fucked you over always come back when you start shining. Right. Like, Am I shining? Yeah, you out here. Am I? Yeah, here. But for what, though? Niggas be trying to get your energy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm not giving it. <laughs> Yeah, I ain't giving my, my energy to no bitch. The energy is not for free. Right. Period. Either we investing in a long-term relationship, or I'm solo dolo. I was okay to 31 years before I met you. I'll be okay <laughs> yeah. years after I met you. When I went, So when I went to um to Nashville last Sunday, we met up with friends or whatever, and... <laughs> His friend came up, yeah, and he was asking like what my name was, and he was asking if I was single or whatever, and I said yes, and then he was like, he was like, oh, but you probably got hoes. You look like you got hoes though, right? And I was like, no. He said, let me see your phone right now. Like, go through your text messages. So I was like, you can see my phone. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit, but I'm just like, I don't have the energy to be having hoes. Number one. Because having hoes means that you just got people around that you're not fully invested in, but you just kind of want them for when you want them. And the problem with that is some hoes be too clingy. I'm not trying to deal with (laughs) multiple people wanting to text and talk all the time. When I don't want it. Like, this is what happens when I give my number out to niggas that I know that I don't want nothing to do with. They end up texting me all day. Want to talk all day. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this. Like, I'll hit you up when I want to. But I don't want you hitting me up all the fucking time. And this is why I don't have hoes. I can't do it. How people do that with multiple people at once, I will never understand. And then most niggas that deal with me, they don't be on no shit anyway. Like, I have this... (laughs) This dude, I gave my number. First of all, I gave my number to plenty of dudes at work, but I don't be entertaining none of that shit. <laughs> but I gave my number to this one dude, and every time he see me, he be like, oh, you playing, you playing. We was supposed to go do this on Sunday. We, I was like, I didn't hear from you on Sunday. So what you mean we was supposed to go do some shit? Like, Do y'all think, do niggas think that they really be spin game or that they really be like... Niggas be making fan fiction. What the fuck do you mean (laughs) I'm playing? Nigga, you didn't hit me up. But every time I see him, he asks me, when are you free? When are you free? When are you free? And I'm like, boy, I am honestly really never free. (laughs) A bitch like me ain't never free. But if you make some plans, I can make some shit happen around that. Like... Stop asking me when I'm free and just figure some shit out and then I'll see how that works for me. But like, that's all he asks every time. When you free? When you free? Like, I don't have time to do that with five or six other dudes. Like, I'm not doing that. It's so annoying. Just for him to be like, he always says like, Sunday we gonna hang out. Sunday we gonna hang out. We going to Top Golf on Sunday. Sunday is when I do this. Like, let's do this on Sunday. You be asking me when I'm free and making all these fake Sunday plans. For me to never hear from you. Nigga, you got my number. If you really for real about the shit, invite me. Plan the shit and then invite me. But you never invite me. Like that shit blows me. I'm not finna do that with five different dudes. That's annoying. Like, what? We both just in here 
you wasting your breath. I don't give a damn. But like, <laughs> how do people have the energy to do that day in and day out with different people? Like how? I'm annoyed with just one person wasting my time like that. Yeah. I don't want no hoes. <laughs> I want I want my own nigga. I don't want a hoe. I want my right. own nigga. <laughs> give up on date naps I think I'm going to take a step back focus on myself <laughs> that can never hurt yeah but I don't want to take two steps back like where I was completely out of dating you don't got to do that I just got to start going out and meeting people mm-hmm. and then plus you know this is going to sound vain but you know part of this podcast is a exercise in vanity uh, I'm sort of famous. <laughs> you, <laughs> I have had people at work. This girl was like, and I was looking on Instagram, and she was like, "You had a podcast?" I was like, <laughs> "We was outside in the break area, around a bunch of people." She was like, "Hey, you got a podcast?" I was like. I was like, I know I didn't tell you that. I was like, yeah, what's up? She's like, yeah, I saw you on Instagram. And I was like, we follow each other on Instagram? She was like, no. I forgot where I was on or something, but I saw y'all's picture or something. And I recognized you. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, well, yeah, girl, I got a podcast. <laughs> then this girl's makeup that I did Saturday. She was just like, your voice sounds really familiar. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, does it? I was like, yeah, a lot of people say that. <laughs> and she was like, yeah. She was like, I feel like I've heard you on a podcast with the the dark side. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Gang, gang. We That's got our you. podcast. <laughs> Guess we're out here. Got you. I can't hide it no more. Right. It's funny because used to we would just tell people like, oh, yeah, we got a podcast. Yeah. And now we're just like. Now people tell us. <laughs> right. People like, be like, are you a op? No, I'm just like. <laughs> right. I was like, did you like it, first of all? Which is always surprising that people would like it. Like, we've been getting a lot of plays, especially like since we haven't been putting out as many episodes. We've been getting a whole lot of plays. Hmm. We're going to get it together one of these days. Right. I finally got my schedule more set we might have to switch our days up and start recording on Sundays Sunday. that's what I was actually thinking it might work best it might be our only option to be honest and if we do that we might need to move our days up for release let's test it for the next couple of weeks and then we'll decide um I'll probably leave this part in but all right, so we're going to change up our recording days. <laughs> so we may change our release days. I'll tell, I'll keep you posted on social media and everything. And then I'll put an announcement in the end of the podcast, which I'm sure most of y'all don't listen to. <laughs> but if you happen to listen to it, 
Um, yeah, because it makes no sense to sit on the episode damn near a whole week. Because mm-hmm. it's time sensitive. But hell, we didn't miss so much shit. Hey, this shit is just a, a day in the life. <laughs> a day in the life of suburban pot. Going through it right now, but we getting back. Right. I can't wait till we both in love with people that love us, bro. This shit gonna be dope as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right, we gonna be happy as shit. Hey guys out there. Then we gonna start being like fake uh, inspirational. Be like, you know, if you want to, if you want to get things in your life, <laughs> you gonna have to put out the energy, and then the energy will come to you. Just focus on yourself. <laughs> All that bullshit. It'll happen when you're not even trying. Like all that cliche See, shit that people be telling us. Right. I wasn't even looking for somebody, and then, and then Prince Charming walked in the door. Fell in my lap. Right. I was reading a book, and I looked up, and I was like, "Oh, that's the person I'm gonna marry." Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Boom, boom, boom.